Alright, joining us now on the Nosebleed Seats podcast is good friend of the show, our NBA draft expert aficionado, really all things college basketball, our beloved Nick Nepic. Nick, how are you doing? Doing well, guys. It's uh, It's been a while. Dude, it's been too long. I kind of feel like you've been big-timing us a little bit, bro. No, no, that is not true. You just... Your hours are just too much for me. Yeah, I'm I'm an old man, and I uh, I do not stay up too late these days. Yeah, our hours are. Uh, you, Eric, and I have weird schedules, so we we kind of try and get up here to record whenever we can. So I understand, you know, I understand. But remember, you were in the sheets with us first. That I, that is true. I mean, very much so. Last year, early on, uh, I I was very much with you guys. Now, if I may say. I think Eric, you know, being in a newer relationship has something to do with all this. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to be the... So this the, is uh, my fault now, Nick. Is that what this is? You're turning this on me. I'm not saying it is your fault, but I'm also not saying it's not your fault, Eric. I mean, you know... I think I'll you're onto Zach, something. I'll, I'll let Zach be the the decider of all this, but it wouldn't surprise me. That's all I'm saying. I may have to take back those kisses through the phone that we were just giving you. And well, I didn't want to have to do that, but... My gosh. Can't, can't take those back. I already got them. Post-production. Nick, I know that you are, uh, like you said, it's well past your bedtime here. We're not going to give away the hours that we're really recording here because it's really radio magic. The fans don't need to know this. But let's jump right into it. We know the tournament is kind of your favorite time of the year. It's Christmas for you or Easter or uh, Thanksgiving, whatever your favorite holiday is. Actually, you hate Holidays, I forgot that. Nick, what I don't you... hate all holidays. I do love Thanksgiving. Okay, perfect. So we'll say that this is your Thanksgiving. That works. Okay, so it's the NCAA tournament. It's been crazy. I think the story of the tournament has to be Loyola Chicago, correct? Yeah, I mean, I guess as far as like who's in the Final Four, but I think UMBC winning, like the 16 seed beating the one seed for the first time ever, is probably the biggest story. Maybe I mean, maybe if Loyola Chicago like wins it all and Sister Jean like passes away right after they win the whole thing, then that would be. Which I don't hope that happens. I love Sister Jean. I would never speak uh, speak that upon her. But if that happened, then that would be the biggest story for sure. But I think it's a. Uh, it probably is UMBC, but Loyola Chicago is a close second. Nick, Walchuk totally botched this interview. The first question, because the most pertinent question, was supposed to be about your March Madness month-long chub, and uh, we really just wanted to get sort of the details on that. How's it been this year for you? We know that that is one of the uh, one of the greater sights to behold during the month of March. We all look forward to that Nick Nepic Madness chub. How's it been this year? I don't really, I don't really know how to respond to that, but I'll say it's been good. It's been steady. Okay, steady. Okay, but it's been twenty going on twenty nine days now consistently. Yeah, you know, I, what is it? Uh, I should have called the doctor about what twenty eight days and some hours ago, whatever the. Yeah, that's exactly whatever, what I was thinking. Whatever they say on TV. Okay, Nick. Let's get right back to this. Did you see Michigan has? A, I don't know if she's also a nun. They oh, uh, had Jaylen, somebody. It's like Jalen Rose's grandma. Or okay, something. is that who it is? So they basically she made like a smack talk video for uh, towards Sister Jean and Loyola. What do you think of this? She can get out of my face. She's <laughs> trash. That's what I think. Oh, shots fired here <laughs> in Michigan. <laughs> okay, you know this is what you know. We see this in like all sorts of places. Like if uh, 
here's an example. Like if one little kid makes like a viral dance video, then all the little kids have to do the same dance video. And their parents are like, no, no, his is better. Like, no, it's not. Sister Jean is the elderly statesman of, or stateswoman, I guess, of college basketball. She is religious. She knows basketball. She gets a hug from the players after every, like, win, maybe after every game. I'm not sure. And now Jalen Rose is like, oh, I have an old, like, grandma. She's cool, too. Like, let's get her in the spotlight. <laughs> get out of my face. Like, Sister Jean owns you. You're nobody. Whatever. That's what I say to that. Do you maybe have a Sister Jean bottlehead? Uh, bottlehead. Bobble? Bobblehead. I do not. I would definitely uh, buy one. And, well, maybe. Depending on how much they are. I guess I should have bought one like when they first came out like a week ago when they were a little cheaper because I'm sure the prices are just going to go up and up. But I, I wouldn't mind a Sister Jean t-shirt, that's for sure. Do you think Loyola Chicago can uh, knock off Michigan or who are you picking in that one? I think they could. I'm not going to pick them too, but they're definitely good enough to do so. Michigan's probably like the hottest uh, team. You know, they were a hot Final Four pick even before the the selection committee and all that. And Loyola Chicago is really good. I'm just not going to pick them to beat Michigan, but they certainly could do it. They've got uh, you know good good players. They've got a good coach. They play a good system. Uh, but I'm not going to pick them to beat Michigan. What is it that's made them so ses- successful throughout this tournament run? Yeah, they play. Uh, Think back to like the vintage Spurs, so like ball movement, everybody passes. That's sort of their style, uh, and they really—I mean—they've made big shots. You know, they're top fifteen in the country in two-point two-point field goal percentage and three-point field goal percentage. So they shoot the ball well. They do not uh, crash the offensive glass. So with that, they don't give up transition baskets. So teams aren't getting easy buckets on them which is something small, and some people don't like that, but it's benefit, benefited them a lot. And, you know, they've, they've gotten some luck along the way, which you have to have in the tournament at, at a certain point. Maybe it's not luck. Maybe it is uh, the good Lord on their side, as Sister Jean has said. Uh, she, you know, she prays for, the, for them to win, and they haven't lost yet. So maybe it's that. But, yeah, they play just a really solid style. They make shots, and uh, they don't give up uh, easy baskets to the other team. And that's been their formula all year, and it's really worked for them. Nick Napick joining us here on the Nosebleed Seeds podcast. Nick, you talked about UMBC winning. They knocked off number one seed Virginia in that first round. What was your initial reaction? And not only that, but the fashion in which they just completely beat down Virginia in that second half. Yeah, they really just kind of beat their brains in. Uh, So my initial reaction was I was at an engagement party that night, and I did not have the game on until about, a f- oh, it was a few minutes into the second half. Weak sauce! Weak sauce! Are you done, Eric? Was that Eric? That was Eric. Yeah, Eric's Zach- the only person that, that goes unprofessional during these interviews. I yeah. try and keep it locked in. Yeah, Zach would not do that to me. It's the whole girlfriend thing, Zach, you know? Well, we right. both we both are mature and have girlfriends. Eric is right. still a child in the sandbox, <laughs> but does have a girlfriend. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I mean, I was at an engagement party, and the engagement party was dying down. You know, we were all just kind of sitting around, and so I decided to pull up my phone because, well, I don't like to talk to people, and so I got my phone out, and I'm just kind of scrolling through Twitter, and I see people saying like, "Oh, UMBC's up, like they've got a shot at this," and so then I I check the, the like the ESPN app. And they're up like eight points or something in the second half. And I was like, oh, man, this, like, this could actually happen. And I actually had to go to the car and do an a, uh, interview similar to this one. And while I was doing that, I actually 
made my girlfriend uh, give me her phone, and I did the interview on her phone and watched the game on my phone, and then went back into the engagement party and told all of the uh, gentlemen who were there, or any ladies as well that care about college basketball, and we turned on the game and got to watch it. So, I mean, I was shocked. I mean, and I've said this before, and I don't hate Virginia, I don't hate Tony Bennett, but I'm never going to pick them to win the NCAA tournament um, because of the style that they play. I don't think it's conducive to, I guess, just success in the tournament. You need offense, you need go-to scoring, you need uh, some. If you get down ten points, you need to be able to go on a big run, and they're just not built to do that. I don't think it's impossible for them to win one. I'm just not going to be the guy to pick them. So uh, I guess if it's going to happen to anybody, it could happen to them. And they, you know, they were without one of their best players. All that adds up. And UMBC just was shooting lights out. It was wild. I didn't think it, I didn't think I would ever see it, uh, but I'm sure glad I was alive to see it. And, and the Retrievers, the Chesapeake Bay Retrievers, to be exact, uh, had a great night. And yeah, I was sad to see it end, but it was really cool to see it happen. And then you know, I, I think that Virginia is going to forever be dubbed as the team that. You know, that happened to, and Tony Bennett's not going to be able to get that off of his record. And that's disappointing because he's a really good coach, but it had to happen to somebody. So I guess Cavaliers, it's on you. Nick, as a Duke fan, did you cry when they lost on Sunday? I did not. I was pretty angry. So I was actually uh, at Top Golf when that happened. Oh, did you break I, your golf club, Nick? No, but I was, I was like. Whenever it got like the they sealed the deal or whatever, you know, I I can't remember exactly the sequence. I think Duke, yeah, Duke missed the three that would have tied it, and then from there it was just free throws. But when the when they missed that three, I was like standing on the opposite side of the table, so like near where you hit the ball, and I like threw my hat across the way and kind of some frustration and probably said some curse words. But I mean, I was upset. I, it was a great game, and I mean, I wish they would have won it and. As they say in uh, Mighty Ducks, you know, a quarter of it, a quarter of an inch, one way, and it, the shot goes in from Grayson Allen at the end of regulation, and then you know Charlie Conway pipes in and says a quarter of an inch the other way, and you miss it completely. So yeah, that's, that's such a great of, reference. That's why I love you. That's sort of the story of the tournament. I mean, you need some luck, and if that ball you know spins just a little further one way. Then the shot falls and Duke wins, and it's a completely different conversation. But that's the beauty of the tournament at the same time. Uh, you know, a lot of crazy stuff happens, and it did there. Kansas wins. I was pretty upset, though. I, I will say that. But, you know, when you're a Duke fan, you expect more than Elite Eight. And, you know, the Elite Eight just feels like a little bit of a disappointment. So I, I did not cry, but I did probably say one or two or three or five swear words. How likely is it? Is Grayson Allen going to come back for his 17th year of college basketball? No, Eric, he will not. But he will be a Dallas Maverick. Really? I've been saying that for a while now. Okay. Second round pick. They I've want a 34-year-old rookie? The, the Mavs want a 34-year-old 30, rookie? Really? Hey, I mean, you know, they like the older guys. What can I say? <laughs> well, Grayson Allen's kind of a polarizing figure. A lot of people just hate him. I mean, that kind of happens... With it seems like when you uh, trip people, one of those Duke, those Dukies. Well, JJ Redick got a lot of hate too, and he wasn't exactly deemed a dirty player. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, even before all the tripping went down, he's white and he plays at Duke. Like they're good. People hate white. He's got such a punchable Duke. face, Nick. You know it, and I know it. Why would you? Why do you think that, Eric? Like what? What? It's because he's white and he plays at Duke. Like that's why people hate him. I mean, they hated. Uh, let's see, JJ Reddick, Christian Leitner, Greg Paulus, like all of the white guys that played at Duke that like that play hard and like are good. If they hate him, 
That's just like they being the college basketball Eric, fan the community in the world. general. And Eric as well. But what is, you know. No, dude, that dude's face is next level punchable. Come on, Nick. Whatever you say, Eric. I disagree. But, you know, to, to each their own. I thought I liked you before. And, you know, when we for, when we used to do this, Eric, you've changed. That's what this is really yeah, about. This is, again, this is it, on me. Again, it goes back to the girlfriend, but who's asking? Yeah. Uh, Nick, I, I did text you as soon as the brackets are released, and I'm like, I'm in a bracket with a bunch of friends of mine. We're trying to put in money. I got a friend who's got a big basketball brain that kind of does this. I'm going to ask him, hey, who's he picking to win it all? And you told me Arizona. Um, what, what, what happened there with the Wildcats? Man, they just, they just laid an egg. Uh, they aspirated. Yeah, whatever that word means. I Choking. haven't been in school in a while. That's a uh, yeah, term. Buffalo, Buffalo played really well. They they're a good team. They play tough defense and play hard. Arizona is sort of the opposite. Like they kind of didn't care, and it really didn't look like they cared. And DeAndre Ayton didn't touch the ball much, and that was sort of it. And kind of fitting for Arizona, like a crazy season with FBI allegations and Sean Miller on a wiretap and not on a wiretap and all kinds of crazy stuff. And then they get. You know, beat in the first round of the NCAA tournament, uh, pretty wild. But yeah, pretty you know, as simple as the fact that like they just didn't play very well. And uh, I'm an idiot, so don't listen to me. Speaking of Sean Miller, does anybody sweat as much as that guy? Probably like in the history not. of the world? I don't think so. It's pretty wild. It's a wet T-shirt contest, and he always wears white. That guy, and he always wins the contest. Uh, he, uh, not the basketball, he, not, not, not the game. Right, he did lose that. That's what I thought you were What happened to DeAndre Ayton in that game? And I saw you tweet out, did they forget they've got the best player on the floor? Because it just seemed like, I don't know if Arizona took him out of the game or what happened with Ayton there. I was expecting him to come out and ball out in this tournament. Yeah, he just didn't touch the ball enough. Like, in the second half, it was pretty dumb. Like, they just didn't give him the ball. And I guess you got to give some credit to Buffalo, but, like, they don't have anybody that can match up with him. You know, they're not a major Division One program. So you've got to give him the ball, and I think that was a huge part of it. And give them a little credit for the way they, you know, matched up and the game plan and all that nonsense. But it's quite simply, they just didn't give him the ball enough. And when you don't give your best player the ball, bad things tend to happen, and that's what happened to Arizona. All right, Nick. Two final questions, then we'll let you uh, go. Go get some Betty by sleep, okay? Um, first, it's four a.m. Hey, stop, stop! Don't, don't give away our Nick! gold. Don't give away our gold, Gosh, Nick. Dang Please, it. geez, you're spoiling the surprise. Okay, it's six thirty a.m. Okay, Pacific time. Perfect. Yes, we're in morning drive now. Um, I thought it was Mountain Time. Let's get to the tournament here, and then I want to ask you one draft question to wrap it up here because, gosh, you are the man when it comes to that. Villanova and Kansas. You did kind of get chalk on that side. We already talked about Loyola and Michigan. That is such a fun matchup to me. Villanova, I did pick in the bracket. I didn't listen to you. I put Arizona in the Final Four, but I picked Villanova to win it all. Good so choice. the rest a of the Final choice. Four is is kaput for me, but I've still got Nova hanging in there. Do you think the Wildcats are going to cut down the nets for the second time uh, in three years? Yeah, I do. They're really, really good. They're like a machine. You know, nothing really rattles them. They've got, uh, you know, veteran leadership. They've got a great coach. They're just used to winning. I would pick, I'm going to pick them to beat Kansas, and then I'll pick them to beat Michigan as well. I have them, for, at this point, cutting down the nets. But 
to prove that I'm even further an idiot, I had Wichita State in the Final Four, mm. so what do I know? Well, the Shockers have had uh, a good program over the last few years, and they, they were a very senior-laden group, if, if I remember correctly. And who doesn't love the Shocker, am I right? <laughs> My man! All right, final question before we let you get out of here, and this one's kind of a, a wide range of one that you can just kind of fill in with however you see fit, but just overall, looking at the draft, uh, what are we, we know about the top echelon guys, and I'm sure we'll have you on when we get closer to that to talk about that, but what are some under-the-radar players to you that have kind of stuck out and maybe pushed themselves into draft consideration? Maybe not even the lottery, but just to be drafted, period, like a Keenan Evans from Texas Tech, for example, mm-hmm. who tore it up uh, for them in the tournament, but some under-the-radar kind of players that have really stuck out to you. Well, I'll give you some guys that I think are probably going to be first-round picks that not many people probably know about. Uh, that I think before the season were not considered that. So there's Kyrie Thomas. He is at Creighton. He is a wing or shooting guard. Kind of depend. It really depends on where you want to put him. But he's a great defender. His offensive game really stepped up at the end of the year for Creighton. Kind of became a go-to score. But his defense is a calling card. He will just get after you and uh, defend the best player on the floor. And it does a really good job of it. And then the other guy is Chandler Hutchison. He is at Boise State. He is a senior, I guess was a senior. Maybe he still is. He hasn't graduated yet. But he went through the pre-draft process last year, did not hire an agent, and then went back to school and uh, improved on a lot of things, got better as a shooter, got better as a uh, just main offensive threat, or I guess a primary offensive threat, and uh, really carried Boise State. They did not make the tournament, but he had a really good run, a really good senior season. And both of those guys, I think, are going to be middle first round, late first round uh, picks. Kyrie Thomas might be a second round pick, but I doubt it. And I think they're both going to be uh, key contributors on an NBA team at some point soon, uh, if not right away. I think they're both going to be solid role players, and they're two names to watch out for. All right, well, thank you so much, Nick. Uh, We appreciate you staying up late for us tonight, and we'll let you go. But it's always fun to have you back in the sheets, and we need to do it again soon. I know the music's already on, but can I ask? Can I ask a few questions here? Or is that? Oh, is that oh, yeah. I, I was trying to cut it short for you. You, we, we'll, we'll yeah, talk I mean, all night, this, baby. I mean, at this point, the sun's up. What does it matter? Uh, you know? You're right. I know you've already got six you cups of coffee. You don't know that, Nick. You don't know that. But the sun is up some somewhere. So isn't it always up? I mean, it, you know, what is time really? But something we've created. You know. <laughs> Speaking of that, Nick, what uh, what do you wear? To no, no, no. Sleep you're not night? asking the questions anymore, Nick. Nick's got the floor. Now. Oh, we've turned it over to yes. Nick. So, I, so I've heard. I heard you told a story on a previous podcast, Eric, about a, a experience. Oh wow! You, had, you heard that, huh? Where you where you couldn't make it to the bathroom? Yeah. Does that really happen? Uh, that was as true of a story as I've ever told. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, dude, that's not one of my prouder <laughs> moments, to be honest with you. That's amazing. Like, what? why was your first thought top of the parking garage? <laughs> well, that was really that was really my last thought. Uh, I had no intention of actually doing that in the moment or, like, whenever I'm leaving. My first thought was just getting out of her apartment. My, 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 right. my, my moves after that were really – unknown and they were happening in real time and then i had to just make you know kind of just a last second decision and that that's where i ended up i ended up i ended up crapping on a parking lot floor well i mean you're gonna have to cross that threshold in the relationship at some point you are 100 percent right now let me ask you at what point do it just for you because we're all different walchuk and i were different everybody's different what is it for you because i'm a little bit I'm poo shy when it comes to my my lady. I don't know. 
I mean, I, I was too. I think the the way it happened for me, if I may uh, harken back. Yeah, oh, yeah please. Harken back. Harken, the, the first time uh, the lady and I traveled together, we ah. were, went and visited her sister. And I think I just said, I was like, you know, we're going to have to, like, number two on this trip. Like, we might as well just, like, put it out in the wow, open. Wow, like, you did that. <laughs> I love it. Smart, huh? Like, I mean, you know, when when you're going, it, sometimes it takes a while, and so everybody knows. Like if you leave, like if you're at a restaurant, you leave the table, and you're gone for any significant amount of time. Everybody knows what you're doing. <laughs> no question. So, so I just wanted to bring that up. I was like, hey, look, you know, this is going to happen. We all do it. You, you know, might as well bring it up, and and that was that, and it was fine. Wow. So you just attacked it head on. But, I actually, yeah. I mean, I, I just brought it up, and that's. I mean, that's the first time I've ever done that. I guess. It only you know you don't bring that up with every girl you ever take on a date, but at a certain point it needs to be said. So what sparked <laughs> Eric's story though, Nick, was the conversation we had of is it possible to two without wanting? Yes, it is. I, I you mentioned this to me. I will say most times they both occur, like or I guess if you're twoing, the wanting also occurs, but not always. Not always? Wow, Nick, you have defied, okay, so is this something you're consciously thinking of? You'll sit down to two and you'll think to yourself, okay, I do not want a one right now, and you'll force yourself not to, or there's just times where you have <laughs> nothing left in the one tank and you're just dropping a two, no problem. I mean, I think they're, you know, they're not, ex- they're mutually exclusive. Like, they're, you know, they're their own thing. And, you know, sometimes I, you know, take a seat. And I'm like, oh, I got a one, so I might as well do that. <laughs> but, like, when, I, when I'm approaching, you know, the throne, so to speak, the office, yeah, I take a seat with one thing in mind. And, like, maybe it's just, like, a subconscious thing. I do it and I don't even think about it. That's what I think you know? it is. It's just like the body's natural, its natural instinct when it's twoing is to, oh, you know what? Let's go ahead and one here as well. Two birds, one stone, Nick. I think the body fully agrees with that cliche. It might. I mean, I'm going to start logging this. I'll start logging. Oh, please do. Yeah, no, please, because I've done experiments, but I think, I mean, we should all do our due diligence. Yeah, I'll report back and see see what uh, see what my body has to say. Zach, where where are you at? Are you on the Eric side of things with this, or do you tend to agree that that is normally how it plays out? Yeah, I, I, even just just a little while ago, before I head over here, I tooed and I did also one. So <laughs> I, and he was at his girlfriend, and house. I was over at the girlfriend's <laughs> so house. Just really so she just knew that she basket. knew what was going on, and I just said, "You know what? Bleep it, man! I'm happy. This is happening." <laughs> I can't handle the fact that you call it like you're tooing. Like, what? I've never heard that before. I hadn't either until that night, and now it's all I can say. Oh, yeah. That's just the way. That's just what it is now. Oh, that is. That's gold. Uh, Tooing and wanting, man. Such great topics of conversation. Any other questions you've got for us, Nick? Well, let's see. I mean, just, you know, that's all I really got. I mean, I heard that story and I didn't really believe it. And, you know, it, it was just pretty. A pretty phenomenal story. Now she does not know, correct? She has uh, no clue. Does she listen to the podcast? Hey, you know, every blue moon, but it's it's well, it's pretty rare. So I, I was just took my chances that that was not going to be one that she heard. And then we start stacking well, them on each other. Now that's things way down the Rolodex, yeah, and true. she just missed it. That's fair. Well, you know, you're you're walking a thin line, but I guess. 
Hey, this is the safe out, space. You know, out. this is the safe space. I figured I might as well take That's advantage true. of it. If any place is safe, it is the Nosebleed Seats podcast. Thank I will you. say that. Amen, Thank you. Nick. I do have one more college basketball question yeah, for you, though, absolutely. Nick. Texas Tech, I know you're familiar with their program. Their head coach went on record saying that he often goes to Whataburger and orders a single patty burger, and I think that is 100% disrespectful. How do you feel about a single patty burger being ordered ever by a man over the age of 12? Well, it depends on where you're going. Fast food restaurants. Well, we're specifically talking Whataburger. Whataburger specifically, but fast food in general, I think it really, it all falls under the same umbrella. Okay, so Whataburger, I couldn't tell you the last time I had a single patty burger Thank at you. Whataburger. Thank because you. all of their like featured burgers, you know, the all-time favorites, are all double-pattied. Exactly. That's a good and point. The only, and the only person that gets the single patty is like grandpas who eat like just the the patty with some pickles. Yes, and, and they don't have mustard. teeth. They don't have teeth. Yeah. They don't know what they're yeah. doing. And the, and the patties are, like, paper thin. Let's be honest. I love Whataburger, but come on here. Come on, See, man. We're not doing a single patty at Whataburger. Thank you. My you, God. You need two patties to, like, actually experience the burger. Yeah. I don't know what he – I love Chris Beard, and I'm all for Whataburger. Those – man, I haven't had Whataburger in a while. His overall uh, sentiments towards Whataburger were right on. But when oh, he yeah, said the absolutely. single patty thing, it, it really just threw me through a loop. And I'm thinking to myself, all this guy is really eating and tasting is bread at that point. Absolutely. Yeah, you need the two patties to balance out the ratio. That is for sure. Thank you, Nick. And that's why we bring you on here, man. Anything else? I mean, is there anything else, Walchuk, Nick? Do we have any more? I mean, we have really gotten down and dirty tonight. Yeah, I, I think that's all I got, guys. What about anything else from you? I mean, I'm here. I mean, I don't want to big time you. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Now that we've got you here, maybe we can never let you leave because you'll probably <laughs> never come back. Yeah, what What else we got coming up on the show tonight? Anything else of, of note? Uh, well, what we're doing here is uh, I, you you might be it. I mean, this week we've done some around the NFL. We did a little bleep around segment. Uh, have you have you did you hear any of Ronda Rousey's interviews on ESPN? So I heard like somebody said something about time travel, or she said she can't time travel, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was with Mike. Golick. I don't think it's true. Like time travel exists, right? Oh, does it? If anybody can time travel, it's Ronda Rousey. I don't know why okay. she's denying. It. Is she attractive or no? Yes. What do we? Yes. After Eric? those interviews, I find her so much hey, less attractive. It doesn't mean she's a nice person, but is she attractive? Yes. yes. The, the general answer. I mean, I'm going to say yes, but she's not like a knockout. Well, Eric's also got supermodel taste. Let's keep this in mind. Uh, Eric is the best-looking person on this podcast currently, and probably always. Excuse me? Did you forget Walchuk was here, Nick? uh, Just being honest. I mean, Eric's a good-looking guy. That's true. That's true. I'm not beating around the bush. I always have to place you more. I hope you're beating though, Nick. What was that? What? I couldn't couldn't understand either of you. No, I just respect you. That's all. Did you say you hope you're beating it? No. Well, geez, Walter. He's just talking about beating around the bush. It's a figure of speech. You're a disgusting person. Well, guys, make sure you stay safe out there. It's quite rainy this evening. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nick's rain, also a weatherman. Rain in the forecast, I think, tomorrow as well. Not severe, though, so we'll be all right. Thank oh, you so much. Thank God for giving us that update. Nick, I love you so much, man. Nick Napic, ladies and gentlemen, joining us here on the Nosebleed Seats podcast. Just don't two-time us, uh, big-time us next time. Well, hopefully we'll have you on sooner than later. Guys, I'll be happy to come on anytime. Just let me know. As long as it's uh, after 6 a.m. Pacific time, I'm good to go. Fair enough. And we'll make sure we get you some Starbucks cards for the visit. Absolutely, guys. Kisses. Peace out, brother. Love you.
Oh, the greatness of Nick Nepic joining us here on the Nosebleed Seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo. That was uh, maybe the best interview we've ever had. Other than John Michaels, Dr. John Michaels was yeah, phenomenal. Say, geez, he raises the bar, even though I tried to get him when I was actually on big-time radio. I feel like that's a little prisoner of the moment uh, for you. I feel like we've had even other Nick interviews that were incredible. I think that was the best Nick interview we've had, man. You the way that so? it ended, I, I think, I feel was like so I just strong. screwed it up. I remember you told me I shouldn't have asked him that Chubb question. Well, I was weak. He I think we were both weak well, in the I was beginning. incredibly weak. I, I started off so poorly. It did... It did end up getting better, though. You know, that's what you want, though. It's not about how you start, it's how you finish, right? And we finished strong. I feel like we've Nick's always good, but I think for us, oh yeah, no, Nick it was took great. us it a little was, while to get tor- into yeah. it. Yeah, no, it took me a while. I was rusty. I was th- thrown off. It's been forever since we've had Nick on and in the bedroom, and so it was just like his moves, my moves, they weren't coinciding initially, and then I feel like our chemistry definitely got there by the end of the night. No doubt, no doubt. But uh, that does it. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed our shows for the week. We hope you enjoy the Final Four action tomorrow, and then we'll have the national championship game on Monday night. Uh, and, and you guys just have a safe weekend. Take care. Don't do anything the nosebleeders wouldn't do, baby. Hey, Walter, do you think this will be the first full uh, game each of us watch in the March Madness tournament this weekend, or do you still don't think that'll happen yet? Uh, I th- Mm, not really. I'm not confident. I was just curious if you Ah, uh, ooh. Because yeah. I have a combined about nine and a half minutes of Madness watch. I don't know that I've watched a complete game start to finish. I've wa- I watched a lot of the first round games mm-hmm. this year. I actually did. I don't like last year when I was in Africa. You know, I, I wasn't oh, able to, right. to watch any of the first round. Uh, so this year Tigers I was able to watch plan. a lot more. But I don't know. Saturdays are a busy day. You know, I work in the morning. And then I never then know what's going to happen in the afternoon and evening. Yeah, so I'll probably watch some of the games, but I don't know that I'll watch either of them start to finish. There's no way between all those parties you got to get to that you're going to be able to watch a full game. Well, I mean, when you've got people dishing out money left and right for uh, appearances, you know, it's tough to to juggle it all. But we do our best. Yes, we do. So, again, enjoy your weekend, Mother Bleepers. We hope to see you again next week. Well. You can listen to us here on the No Split Seats podcast, The Safe Space. And if you miss us, I mean, all of our shows are podcasted on iTunes, on Blog Talk Radio. Hit us up on the Twitter at Nosebleed Pod, on the Facebook at Nosebleed Seats Podcast, and then on the Gram at NBS Podcast. And always on our website, www.blogtalkradio. No, that's not it. <laughs> www.nosebleedseatsradio.com. Nice. There we go. I saved it. Peace out, everybody. Zach Wolchick, Eric follow. Signing off. We love you. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody.